You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless, three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon. Healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For, the podcast where we meet the world's most innovative and creative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Christina Millian. To me, success is waking up every day and smiling and being happy and just being alive and just being so grateful. Christina Millian is an actress, a musical artist, and now an entrepreneur. She has been on the big screen and the small screen for two decades, and she is now just dipping her toe into the world of entrepreneurship. And I loved hearing her startup story with her company, Beignet Box. She started this company from the ground up with a good friend. Please enjoy this interview with Christina Millian. Hi, Christina. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. 
Christina, I am so fascinated to hear your career trajectory and what you're working on now, but I'm going to begin this podcast the way I begin all my podcasts, by asking the guest their absolute favorite restaurant. I really think that restaurants begin to tell people Uh stories. So I know you've lived a lot of different places, and I'm wondering where would you take me if you had to pick one spot? My gosh. If... I was to take you anywhere. This would be my recommendation or like this is where I usually take my friends, my family, anybody who's visiting in Paris. It's called Juice. So Juice is an Italian restaurant. It's family owned. It's amazing. The food, I mean, from top to bottom, the menu is incredible. Um, From the pizza, the pasta, uh, that was what, that's one place that you would dress up and it's worth getting dressed up and going out with your friends day or night. And, uh, and you're definitely going to have a good meal. So juice in Paris. So first of all, (laughs) you've picked one of the most spectacular locations in the world. So let's start there. Second of all, you've picked a elevated restaurant that is fancy, but also accessible. And you're telling me the vibe when you walk in is just amazing. Yes, it's got an incredible vibe of the the interior decoration is just incredible. You walk in from the marble to the the sense of colors that they chose. Um, You just walk in and you just feel good and you feel cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to board a plane right now. That sounds amazing. Right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Let's start at the beginning. You had an amazing career, not only in acting, but also in music. Which was your first love and what was your first foot in the door in the entertainment industry? Well, I've always had just an equal passion for entertaining. Mm -hmm. So to me, music and film acting, all of that has always gone hand in hand because I grew up at, you know, a young age, I grew up watching like Shirley Temple and Fred Mm -hmm. Astaire and Diana Ross. And I would see people, you know, have the access to, to be on stage, to be performers, but also do incredible movies or do, you know, be tapping and singing and, and acting all in one film. And my parents always taught me I didn't have to limit myself mm. to what my passion would be. And to me, it was it was all hand in hand. Like I, I dreamed of music the same way I dreamed of be- being on television. So I, I like as a kid, I had dreams of being on the stage and seeing like massive amounts of people singing to them in an arena, but then I also tried to get inside of the television. So, so I started really young. I really wanted this. I don't know something, you know, I don't know if it's because the era I grew up in, which was, you know, Madonna, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, there was a mystique about celebrities and about artists back then that just seemed like the access was there was there was no access. <laughs> <laughs> you you were a multi hyphenate before that was cool. Like you were someone who really had an interest in 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 putting yeah. yourself out there in different ways. When you those first few years in the industry, what did they teach you? What I learned the most my first few years, it pays off to be, of course, professional, show up on time, um, be good to the people that are around you because what does go around comes back around. <laughs> and I've been in this game for almost 30 years. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that I, I know and that I've come across once again, years later, a decade later. And I'm happy. I've always been humble and just been nice and good and, and, and made friends along the way. So it, it really does pay off to stay true to who you are and just be, be a good person. When you look back on your time as an entertainer, was there a moment that you, as you were making your way that you said, wow, I've really made it like a a defining moment. You're like, okay, wow, this is all this hard work has paid off and look at me now. 
Okay, I think the day I really realized I made it is when I I went to the Grammys. Mm. So I was I was nominated for two Grammys for my song Dip It Low, and I also went on stage because I went to go present with Steven Tyler and John Travolta. Oh my goodness! And I had just finished doing a movie with them. Actually, I think it was the day I was on stage with Steven Tyler. I sang a song live with him, um, crying for the movie Be Cool. But in that era in that time that little bubble I did the movie Be Cool with John Travolta, Uma Thurman, The Rocks, Cedric the Entertainer and the movie was kind of based around my character mm-hmm. and then it really truly came together when I was on that stage at the Grammys knowing that I was there to promote my movie and I was there with these superstars and I was also nominated so that was like a, a wow moment like pinch me this is real. That's incredible. That is really, really incredible. And and at some point in this journey, you decided that you really wanted to get into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. When was that? And and what was your first foray into (laughs) entrepreneurship? My gosh, Um, I think in the early, like in the late 90s, like I started to realize you could truly be an entrepreneur, like you could actually start a business. You didn't always have to be working for the people to get successful. And I think it was like people like P. Diddy and um, 50 Cent, like we hear about 50 Cent and the vitamin water deal, or you heard about like P. Diddy started with Ciroc, you know, those were kind of my first couple of things that I heard. And then little by little, you would see somebody like a J-Lo and J-Lo would have like a perfume line or something. So Watching that, I was just so inspired. I was like, someday I'm going to start my own business. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to. And this is just my dream. Was there anything that happened to you or was there anything, you know, you kind of alluded to the fact that you're working when you're in the entertainment industry, you're working for someone else. And when you are an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself. Was there something that happened or a change of mindset that kind of solidified, (laughs) hey, this is a new path that I really want to take on? Absolutely. So, you know, when Dip It Low, all this, like the height of my music career was happening between my record label and my agents. A lot of them were like, let's find brands that we can connect you with, makeup brands, et cetera. And somehow nothing clicked branding wise that like with a big brand, they were always promising like, yeah, we're going to get you L'Oreal. We're going to get you Maybelline. We're going to get you this, that, et cetera. And none of that was coming through, but they kept making me feel like at the time that was the only way I could ever be connected with a brand or that I could successfully do that. Mm. And I kind of just got fed up of just waiting. Yeah, I got fed up of waiting. And I, I had some ideas at first. I remember I used lashes all the time. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll start a lash brand. And I was like, I pitched it to my agents. They're like, that's cool. But let's go to L'Oreal. Let's go to Maybelline. <laughs> let's go to this. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I waited. I waited. Mm. and there wasn't even a meeting, you know? Mm. So after some time and after waiting for so long, I finally said, I'm, I'm tired of it. (laughs) I'm tired (laughs) of waiting. You're going to laugh what my first business was. My first thing I ever started was, um, (laughs) it was like an electronic hookah, like a little hookah stick that you would like plug in. Yeah. It was like a vaporizer, like a vapor stick. No, it didn't have any nicotine or anything like that. But at the time I had, it was my party stage of life. And I discovered one for the first time. I didn't smoke anything in my life, but I just thought it was so cool. And I felt so cool when I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, and then every time I would walk around and I had it, everyone would ask me, where did you get that? Can I try it? And they wanted to put their mouth on my hookah. And I was like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> I was like, what the heck am I doing? I'm like, I should just come out with my own. How do I do this? So literally at the time, I just started Googling it with my ex-boyfriend at the time. 
we found a company that was a distributor, reached out to them and we said, hey, do you know anything about, you know, this particular brand? We want to do our own hookah. And they were like, well, actually, we're interested in, in, in doing our own too. Do you want to partner? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was something about them and, and us that we were just both as passionate. And literally, like within a week, we started working on it. We developed the brand, developed the look, um, the name, trademarked it. And um, we did really well. Our first year, for our first year, we made about 375000 in the first year. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Which was awesome. And we barely invested any money to be honest with you. Maybe we invested about $10,000 to start. So to make that amount of money was amazing, but it never really personally went in my pocket. We just kept reinvesting (laughs) the money into (laughs) buying more and branding more, et cetera, et cetera. And as time went by, I started to realize it wasn't really part of my brand. I said I had a daughter. I didn't really want to promote that to my fan base anymore. And I was just in a different place in my life. And we also did a really bad deal where we paid a lot of money for a lot of hookah and we didn't <laughs> sign the contract yet. And we were stuck with a lot of hookah and, we're, and it kind of, it, 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 it blew our business out in the drain. So, but you know it what, about, you, it's, it's these little lessons along the way that, yeah. that inform your next deal, right? That inform your Absolutely. next entrepreneurship. Yes. You better believe, and you, sometimes you repeat the same thing all over again, because <laughs> I guarantee you I did the same thing all over again in the wine business, but I learned a valuable lesson in each case. And I've, and I've been an entrepreneur since then. It excites me. It excites me just kind of challenging myself and being on the line and kind of doing things on my own terms. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at Spiritless.com. 
Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To dine for the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. What inspired you about Beignet Box? Tell me how it started and, <laughs> and explain what it is. So here today, now I'm at I'm on Beignet Box, and I plan on not succeeding in full force. Um, so Beignet Box started, my best friend and I, back in those days when I started the Hoopa Company, I, we were roommates. And she is from Louisiana. She's also in marketing. She's also had her own foundation and um, rebuilding houses in Louisiana. So me and my friends used to help raise money and funds to help rebuild homes after the many hurricanes that they've had actually in Louisiana to help rebuild houses back there. And so we would spend a lot of time going back to Louisiana and going to like galas and stuff. And while we were there, we would go get beignets. Like we would get, you know, traditional Louisiana NOLA food. And, and who doesn't love a beignet? Those are just so goodness. Wow. That was my first time trying it. I was like, what is this? It's incredible. Like it it's better than a donut. Yes. And it was so good. Yes. It's so good. You got to eat them fresh. You got to eat it hot. Mm-hmm. And so me and my friends were joking and me and my, actually my friend Liz and I, we said for years, we're like, we need to do a business together. You and I, we need to come up with something. We want to be like, at the time, we're like our goal is to be billionaires. We want our own yacht. Mm-hmm. We want, we don't want to be on <laughs> other people's yachts. We want to have our own yacht. We want to, our house used to be called the Sugar Shack. We we're going to have the Sugar Sugar Shack yacht, you know, Sugar Boat, you know, our goals are set, but we just didn't have a business plan or an idea. And so as we're eating the beignets, we're like, why are we doing this? Let's bring yeah. beignets to LA. We're like, yes, our house is called Sugar Shack. We'll call it Sugar Shack beignets. We have this whole idea. Sugar Shack wasn't a good idea. It was already taken. And so we had to like go back to the drawing board and we eventually came up with beignet box. So the biggest part to us when we started Beignet Box, of course, was making sure we came up with a quality. It had to be good. It had to yes. taste good, first of all. So we went to the drawing board first and created, you know, okay, let's go through all the recipes your family's got. Let's find the best person, a distributor to help us make it because we're going to make massive amounts. That's where our mind is at. And so we finally figured out exactly, you know, what the Beignet Box Beignet was going to be. 
And then we worked on our brand. And so we worked on our brand, what our colors were going to be, just the overall feel of what it's going to be like when you walk into Beignet Box. And that's where we started. And um, it took about two years, two and a half years for that whole process, actually. And then within two and a half years, Liz and her family started cooking up Beignet Box at uh, Tiger Stadium. Tiger Stadium in Louisiana. She was like, what a great way to introduce our brand. Let's let's bring it to Tiger Stadium where there's over 75,000 to 100,000 people at the stadium. And people loved it. They loved it. So it started in the stadium. Was it a stall in the stadium? No, it was literally a tent set up with two giant, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you would call it, fryers, I guess. Friolators, say, yeah. Two, yes, but they're huge. They're huge. It's almost like a big pot of hot oil. Yes. And they were just popping out beignets like by the second. People were just buying them like crazy. So um, that was our first, you know, introduction into saying like, is this going to work or not? Right. And her family all helped work it out, uh, work tent and everything. And then from there, we said, okay, let's bring it to LA. So we, at first, we're going to do a um, brick and mortar, but it was just going to be way too difficult, a lot of money to invest, a lot of time, a lot of permits. And so we said, let's let's try a truck. Let's try a food truck. Let's try a food truck. Food trucks are, and we can go to the people. We could go to our audience and not worry about like, is this one place going to work? And so let me tell you, in one month from that idea, we opened our beignet box truck (laughs) and we opened it in Studio City where we live. And we had our friends and our family come out and support. And within a week, we were on the news and everyone's talking about it. And we were getting booked for like, you know, movie sets and everything. So, you know, God is good. Knock on wood. It was a great idea. And it's been ever since. So, and you have remained a food truck business. There are no brick and mortar stores, correct? Well, no, actually, we've actually advanced now to brick and mortars. So we have two food trucks. We have one in Louisiana, one in LA. And then we have a brick and mortar in Studio City. That is kind of like our, you know, our headquarters. Right, <laughs> and the <your> signature store. <laughs> exactly. And then we have another one at the Americana at Brand in Glendale. So we have a kiosk there. And so we're hoping by the end of the year to continue to grow and to franchise out, which is going to be exciting. Well, congratulations, first of all. That's incredible. What has been the most challenging part of the entire process? Because it sounds like you were just two friends with a great idea and you said, let's do it. And it it sounds like you've had a lot of fun creating this. Yes. But I'm wondering, you know, at any entrepreneur has a story and and will yeah. tell you that the first few years are difficult. And I'm just wondering what was the yeah. biggest pain point for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're still kind of in the midst of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's been three years now since we've officially launched in Los Angeles. And of course there's been a pandemic and actually surprisingly the pandemic actually kind of worked out for us in many ways because of the food truck and because we're pick up and go. But I will say because there are so many entrepreneurs in Los Angeles <laughs> and it's, it's very hard to employ and employ people that are um, excited about working and, and taking care of their families. And we employ a diverse group of people, young, younger to, you know, to seniors, to um, all diverse colors, you know, ethnicities. It's, it's amazing. But I think in where we're at in the economy, it's quite difficult to find people that want to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Employee <laughs> retention. Want to show up to work. <laughs> yeah, it's a oh, isn't it we funny? Get a lot of those. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have a lot of people who will be nodding their head when they're listening to this because you're not yes. alone, right? That is a big, yes. big problem currently, right? At this juncture in 2022, it, right? After absolutely. the great resignation and the pandemic yes. and just how yes. people are feeling about work. I feel like getting people, you know, as they always say, finding great people is very difficult. Yes. You know, it always it is. is. What advice would you give someone who's just starting a business who is thinking about the road to entrepreneurship that has served you well and you feel like could really help them? Well, I think what has served us well, depending, you know, it's not everybody wants to be a brand or wants to franchise, but I think the best thing to do is keep it simple. Mm. The simplest form of what you can do, strategize, is gonna, to us, has worked best. We serve a beignet, which is a simple powdered sugar beignet. There's nothing else added to it. And we just made sure that that was perfectly done the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people serve it other ways. But I think when you simplify, it helps you to really focus on your product and it helps you to really form a strategy around it and be ready to not sleep, be ready to be the one to do all the work, (laughs) be ready for all of that because it's, it's your baby. But yeah, I think that's my best advice. The simplest that you can, that you can keep it, especially if you're talking about food or uh, just any, any business, I think, uh, especially these days, there's so many businesses. So if you can give somebody a direct focus on what they're going to get, then that's perfect. You know, and, and that really follows true with everything you've said, because, you know, you could have invested a lot of money in multiple brick and mortar stores and you could have really like yeah. gone big right at the beginning. But what you did was you started simple. You started slow. Yeah. You started at the stadium. Then you did a food truck. Then you did another food yeah. truck. Then you did a brick and mortar. And like by by starting small and building, that gives you some room to test out and to know your audience mm-hmm. And to see where the pain points and the errors are, doesn't it? Absolutely. And if you can, if you have a good surrounding of family and friends that could really help out, I mean, we've really had to rely heavily on our family and friends. So it's definitely taken a village Mm -hmm. for our baby to grow. And it's kind of not only our own, but it's ours. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely a true test to see when your friends support you. Yes. who your real friends are. Sure, <laughs> sure. But I mean, you can't, I don't want to put too much pressure on those people. But I mean, we all need each other in some way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, you have been successful in so many different arenas, whether it's music, obviously TV, and now entrepreneurship. These are some of the toughest industries in the world. And you have hung in there and been successful. What advice do you have for a young person starting out specifically in the energy entertainment industry. And I'm sure it maybe even be, it might be different advice than you'd give yourself because the entertainment industry yes. has changed so much, but, so what, much. but what would you say? Keep your authenticity. You know, there's a lot of times in my career where I could have changed just to be like someone else because I thought I would be more successful, but I stayed authentic and true to who I am because you are your own. You, you are responsible for you. You, the most important thing is to take care of yourself and there's only one you. Mm. So at the end of the day, authenticity really, it stands out. Um, Yes, it's great to be inspired by others, but because we have so much access these days, (laughs) people can see through everything. Mm. (laughs) So just try to stay true to who you are and be patient. Patience is a virtue. I think we lose patience because everything comes to us so quickly these days. We are just so worried that we're not going to, make it or we're not at the point of success or, oh, I've reached my, uh, what did they say? My, my plateau. No, 
there, your story is still being told these stages in your life. If you're getting into the entertainment business, it's not an easy one. But yeah, do your research, do your homework. I still go to acting classes. Do you really? I still, yeah, I still go to acting classes. Uh, I started to get, I'm starting Spanish lessons. I started French lessons. You're never too old to learn. So I love it. That's so true. Homework. Yeah. So continue doing your homework and, uh, and just try to be different. Try to just be yourself. Has your definition of success changed from when you first got into that, got into the industry and we're, we're, we're trying to make it to now? Absolutely. I, I think even just my idea of success has changed where I said, when I would turn 30, I was like billionaire. I just want to be a billionaire. <laughs> and now here I am. I have a family. I have a family. And to me, success is waking up every day and smiling and being happy and just being alive and just being so grateful and having faith. Like my idea is knowing that my faith is going to take me to wherever I belong. And it's not a number, it's not a place, but it's just literally living, breathing and waking up and reminding myself, you know, how blessed I am. So that is success to me. And I'm not just saying this like to, <laughs> to sound good. It really, I said this to myself not too long ago and I was like, wow, I, really can't believe I'm not that I can't believe I'm thinking that, but I'm like, I'm really proud of myself that I'm like, that's not really my goal. And I never thought that would be the thing. I thought it was like billionaire. (laughs) 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 That just sounds so, yeah, but it's good. Sometimes you need those kind of ideas. And when you're in your twenties, you can say that so that you can just like, you can do the team, no sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, clearly you are someone who embraces learning and evolving and changing. I mean, you, you mentioned you're still taking acting lessons and and French and Spanish Mm -hmm. lessons. When you think about what's ahead, obviously we know you want to grow beignet box, but what would be on your vision board for the next five, five years? What would you love? Is there a specific role you'd love to play? Is there a business goal you'd like to have or place you'd love to travel what give me a a snapshot of 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 what you'd love to see happen (laughs) what I would love to see happen you know I I really in the coming years I I see myself producing more films I really Mm -hmm. want to I I used to think maybe more in the music industry but I think I've kind of fallen out of that place I think I'm not cool enough for that (laughs) (laughs) but I still I I would love to produce more films and even write and I started writing with some friends not long ago um just to start diving into writing like scripts so I would hope to like really work on my production company and I Feel like something's coming in the near future so i'm starting to walk my baby steps into that stage of my career and and produce more movies for like afro latinas like myself so people could see more diverse people especially like latinas like myself people some people don't know that i'm latina or they don't see more afro latinas like mm-hmm. myself in film or even get to get recognized that that's hey that character is latina even though she looks black you know you don't usually you either get one or the other in a film. So I would like to show more of a more diversity on on film and on TV. And I would love to be a part of that. And of course, for Beignet Box to, of course, flourish and create more opportunities for not only myself, but my family. Well, Christina, cheers to you and your success you. and your continued success. It's been fantastic to talk to you. I really appreciate your time today. That was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. 
Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.